Apparently, he cannot wait. <laughs> this is a watchable Robert Downey Sr. movie. It was. Right? It was. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Rented Lips. Carl, do you, do you liked it? You didn't no. like it? I no. liked Robert Downey Jr.'s acting. All that's right. it. All right. That's well, it. that's all we need, really. In the, you know, at least he uh, he did his dad good. So that has been Rented Lips. I hope you guys enjoyed watching the movie uh, in sync with us, uh, even though I wasn't. And uh, we'll be doing this again <laughs> next week, Carl. And I'm very excited to bring up this movie. But before we do, I just want to do a little house cleaning. Uh, this is our third episode of 2021. Uh, last year, we did an episode, and I mentioned Mahjong. We talked about Kung Fu Mahjong. Right. Too, and I mentioned there was a Mahjong movie on uh, Netflix. I got the title of the film wrong. Uh, oh. I got a movie. It's called Mahjong Heroes. I called it Kung Fu Heroes. Okay. Mahjong Heroes from the early 80s. It's just still be on Netflix. It's a very funny Mahjong movie. Uh, we did have an episode last year, uh, Moana Devil, which was a little bit distorted during this year in 2021. We'll, we'll, we'll rebroadcast it. We'll make it available. We're aware of it. Uh, just want to give a shout out. And we hope you enjoyed America 3000 last week, one of our favorite episodes that was originally distorted, and we were glad to get it out uh, there. So, uh, and then of course, uh, our last episode of 2020, uh, we want to thank Pam Benjamin for fixing uh, yeah. online, uh, on the fly. error. But it just so happens that we have the full episode without an interruption available on our YouTube channel. So not only can you hear the original uh, crazy live version, which we appreciate, and that's always on the uh, podcast archive page at mediaradio.fm. But that particular episode is also on our YouTube channel, and it's a great introduction to the movies we do, and uh, we talk about all 50 films from 2020. Uh, and we look forward to doing movies here in 2021. So uh, we started off with Playing for Keeps. We watched the Encore America 3000. We just saw Rented Lips. So next week, uh, we are going, staying in the 80s, we're going to be doing 1986's The Morning After with Jane Fonda. The Morning uh, After. Okay. It's a great movie, and it's on YouTube. And uh, here, I'll reenact the trailer. Okay, ready? In the morning. After. Oh, that was great sex, honey. We should, what? You've been murdered? <laughs> Too bad I drank so much. I don't know what's going on. You got to help me, co-star, male co-star who I didn't kill. That's must be me. I'm Jeff Bridges. The morning after. Not aerobics. The X. Fonda, Jane. That I can't good. wait I can't to wait see, see that. that. That looked really good. Sometimes you see a movie trailer, trailer, you just know this yeah. film is for me. I wow. She had well, killed that guy, but she didn't remember because she had been yeah. drinking, and then there was the Bridges guy. This is going to yeah. be good. It's like the flight attendant, but 30 years ago. <laughs> the morning after the in morning a world after. where it's morning after after well alright well everyone I hope you uh, hope that wets your whistle we'll see you guys next week bye let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with
this is Carl. Uh, I, I, Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and weight champagne tickles my nose. And I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the oh, oh, oh duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with more. soldiers of God, you must understand, the fate of your country is in your young hands, may God give you strength, do your job real well, if it all was worth it, only time it will tell, in the morning they returned with tears in their eyes, the stench of death drifts up to the skies, a young soldier so ill looks at the sky bright, remembers the words, thou shalt not
stop the shouting If every tongue was still The noise would still continue The rocks and stones themselves Would start to sing Hosanna, 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 Hosanna
Judas, nor the twelve, nor the priests, nor the scribes, nor doomed Jerusalem itself. Hey, yeah, that's, uh, we're hitting uh, Jesus Christ Superstar pretty hard here. Um, I don't know. It's, for me, it's, uh, uh, it's a good piece of music. Um, yeah, I was raised Catholic, so, you know, there's that significance, too. Not saying I buy into all of it, but um, it's, uh, I'm wallowing in my nostalgia right now. But um, I still, it's still kind of a thing that, uh, means like spring to me um, as well. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, yeah, we played, uh, yeah, a bunch off that. I can't remember. Hosanna, uh, Overture, um, uh, uh, Everything's all, Everything's Gonna Be All Right, and um, some other one. But actually, if you can check that out, it's it's not bad. I, I kind of went a little, a little bright. Anyway, this is Bug House Square. This is Meet You Radio. It's not just radio station. It's a it's a it's a way of life for some, a comedic way of life, a uh, radio way of life, a uh, uh, spoken word radio life. But I'm just doing. I'm just playing records here. This show. That's what this is. Um, but it's on a corner of 21st in Florida, in the beautiful Mission, where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. And uh, it's a beautiful day today. We're, it's like the first like kind of real nice day, and sunny-wise. And we've had a little bit of, I'm going to give you fucking weather report. Um, what else did I play? Let me grab, uh, let me grab these records. Hold on. Okay, that was uh, Sky Pilot we played in there as well. Um, that's uh, Eric Burden and the Animals. We did Radiohead, Kid A, uh, everything in its right place. We opened up with um, Neil Young off Zuma, uh, Cortez, the killer. I'm, um, oh, I got a bunch of contributors this week. Because it's no lie. <laughs> In the basement, we're miles apart. No surprise, going to rise from the basement. And what it is is people who, uh, home recordists, people who record music in their homes, uh, a lot of times they put them up in cloud sources, you know, to share with friends and stuff like that. So we ask people who uh, record stuff at their home to give us links, and uh, we play some, play most of it, uh, everything that I can, I'm capable of anyway. <laughs> which is not 100%, but, you know, I, I try. So um, what we're going to do is I'm going to bring this over here. I don't want to touch this thing because it's uh, it's a little crackly. Um, oh, by the way, if you come in through the website, we're, we're trying to raise dough. Um, there's a donate button there. Um, 
Uh, please help out. A couple bucks uh, is, is great. Uh, this is Elizabeth Jane Hansen. And can I tell you a little bit about um, uh, Elizabeth? She was born in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, and it was at an early age that Elizabeth came to grasp the knowledge that her voice would be the passion in her life. She set out to see just how far she could go. It wasn't until after divorce that 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 so elizabeth jane hansen this song's called colorblind blues and i gotta turn that up we're touching that pretty sure this is colorblind blues oh i hope it uh all right so the the thing's chasing its tail um the pause button came on but then it went to this i'm gonna try to touch it again it goes to play and then back to that oh no so that's always a drag when it's doing this. I, I thought we, we kind of really had, kind of really had the uh, the internet thing locked in. Let me try another song. Um, e, I'm so sorry, Elizabeth Jane Hansen. Wait. <laughs>
I'm local comedian. Hey everyone. It's we're in the middle of some call me Tim. We're gonna get a call from Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, in just a second. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, just chilling. Sorry there wasn't uh, an altercast today or the beginning of Some Call Me Tim. Liverpool was playing Brighton and they lost one to zero. Kind of a bummer. Liverpool not being the team we know they can be, friends. You know, the most important of unimportant things, world premier soccer. One thing I love about world premier soccer, excuse me, premier league soccer. I get world cup and premier league confused. But one thing I love about soccer is that finally I get to watch hot 23-year-old men make their goals. That's all they're doing is making goals. All right. Um. Call from Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, coming in just a second. And until then. Comedian Edna Mirarea, known for my sketch comedy show, Edna in a Bottle. I also happen to be a monologue queen. Yes. So when I'm not joking about the state of humanity, I am telling stories. Just like I do in my solo show, Alters for My Alters, where all the characters in my head try to conquer me for stage time. That's right, you better put me on. Leave her alone. Where am I? It won Best of SF Fringe and it's broke-ass steward approved. And I'm screening my solo show on February 5th because it's my birthday. So we're having a drum and bass party afterward with DJ Flacco. Drum and bass. Get your tickets to my show, Alters for my altars and the dance party afterward at Eventbrite. Just go to eventbrite.com and type in Edna Monologue Queen Turns 35. See you February 5th.
All right, friends and fans, we are waiting for a phone call from Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Exciting stuff. We haven't talked in a couple of weeks because of all kinds of crazy happenings. Uh, I had a crown fall out. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's fine. When you become an old woman, you're like, oh, look at me talk about my crowns. And then you're like, I'm so old and this is not interesting at all. It's, I remember listening to old people saying things and being like, that has nothing to do with anything. But you know what? Once you get old, it does. <laughs> like, man, getting a crown ain't as easy. You don't just go in and get your teeth cleaned anymore. It's like, oh, no, this is, tooth is cracked and you're so old. And what's happening with your life, you old weirdo? Old, old, old. Anyway, we're all going to die. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I, I'm not. I don't have COVID. It's great. I got tested yesterday. I get tested every Tuesday. Got my results at like 3 in the morning. Ding, ding, ding. Woke me up. Why? Because I'm old. COVID results woke me up. Clean test. Excited about that. Oh, there she is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There she is. Oh, yeah. There she is. <laughs> hey. I heard you in the background. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I was talking about my COVID test is clean, but I'm old. So um, everyone's going to die of something. Me not of COVID, of probably lung cancer or some other horrible thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm becoming a hypochondriac as I have been at home alone, like looking at my body like what it did has that always been there is that what <laughs> you in the in the realm of overthinking yeah that's <laughs> where i roll that's 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 the land i roll in well there's nothing to think about now because everything seems to be normal again right like the world was falling apart uh there were, we were storming the capital they got trump out now it's like oh yeah we're back in the hwo and the paris accord and we're talking about climate change and everyone's gonna get their money and everything's gonna be like what but has anything nothing's changed pa everything's changed yep. tell us pause on that money thing because here's our fight and this is what we've talked about you know for the past several years the fight begins now because now you, you have certain Democrats, uh, who, the moderates and corporate Democrats who, you know, basically what I was just reading is instead of the $2,000 checks, they're working it down to $1,400. Oh, I haven't Why? gotten my six, but I haven't gotten my 600 to start with. I still haven't gotten my $600 check. Oh, you still haven't gotten your six. No. So right? I'm like, I'm like, there's more money coming. I didn't even get the first round, baby. I'm just, I'm waiting. Yeah. Yeah, if, like, I mean, at this point, I mean, I know he's only been in office since the 20th, but this is something, this is an emergency, you know. And oh, absolutely. He's trying, he's trying to play patty cake with some of these Republicans. We don't negotiate with terrorists. No, we can't. Why can't people realize we went through this when Obama, uh, with an 09, you know, people were still pissed off at Bush and what he did to the economy and Katrina and Iraq and Afghanistan. And what did the Democrats do when they had all the power? Nothing. Right. So they lost they lost the House and they lost the Senate. And then in Obama's second term, he had to do all those executive orders because he couldn't get anything through. Well, but what he didn't tweet them. He actually went through the actual processes of legitimate government as opposed to just tweeting policy which is i guess we learned that democracy is much easier if you have a twitter account 
but what that's I a joke. Like but... is I'm seeing I'm seeing a pattern of things. And yeah, and my my mom tells me like you millennials need to be patient. You always want something quick. And I'm like, okay, you're kind of right, boomer. But I think we've seen this game before, you know. And it's a we game. shall see. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just being too on edge. No, no, it's a very. It's a very slow-played soccer game. They're, like, batting the ball back and forth. Nothing happens. They gave it to the Republicans. They had it for a long time. They did all this shit, and now they pulled it back. But it was the same thing when Trump took over the first two years. He basically tried to undo everything that Obama did. So right now, Biden's trying to undo everything Trump did. And so we're just passing the ball back and forth. And is anything being accomplished? Is anything different? Or are we all just being distracted by the ball moving around? Right. You know, and it's just, it's like, even with last week, with the whole, um, I'm sure you probably read about the, the GameStop. Oh, that was uh, so great that the incels finally did something positive? Wow. Like, all the boys hanging out in their house are like, we can find a loophole in, oh, the stock market's just a game? Stop. They right. just, they figured it out. But have we not known forever that it's just legitimized gambling? And how many incels have their own gambling websites that they run illegally through, like, wherever? Of course, all the, but this is just an example of the people that can rise up and take over their oppressors. Like, maybe the people are smarter than the policies that are in place. We can be when we, when we put our mind to certain things. Put it this way. I think, you know, because Marcus even bought, we bought some stock in GameStop. But what happened, I'm sure you heard about the fallout because, you know, you have the hedge funds right. uh, who were mad because little people like ourselves were buying stock. And, hey, why not? Everything's deregulated. We're just doing the same thing that, you guys did. The same thing. And they were doing so. short sales. The reason that they got in trouble is that they were selling things they didn't have. It's like going, it's like not going to the store. It's like being on the street and saying, hey, I'm going to go buy five bananas and you guys are going to give me money. I don't have the bananas yet, but I'm going to go buy those bananas. I promise you I'm buying the bananas. And you get the money and then you go buy the bananas and then you give the bananas to the people. Or, But in this case, they said they had the bananas. There were no bananas. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, where are the bananas? And they're like, uh, uh, but we didn't the bananas. It's it's a, it's a very simplified way to think about short sales, which is all gambling with money that isn't yours anyway. Like, I'm just a normal person. When I invest money, it has to actually be money that I have. Why is it that rich people that don't have money say they have money and then they get to invest money they don't have and make money off the money they don't have? That's not fair! It's, a, it's like someone put it very spot on. It's basically a, a legitimized large casino. Yeah. <laughs> for the wealthy, you know, invisible money, nothing that exists. And then, you know, we, you know, when we try to play, such as last week, you know, I saw with this administration, you know, it, we may have the Democrats in power, but we said this all the time that a lot of them are no friends to us. A lot of them are politicians for Wall Street and corporations. Right. And so last week was a pure example of that and how Robin Hood uh, tried to basically shut down those who were trying to, uh, I believe, buy 
or uh, just they just shares. they tried to lift the veil off of the gambling industry that our economy is based off of basically the stock market saying it's illegitimate and silly and look we just broke it and they went no 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 you can't break it it's it's this or it's that i mean they figured out the loophole you in the can't. system it's the same thing if, if you yeah. or I go to a casino, we have to go to the ATM to get the money out to gamble the money. But if there are rich people there, they can like go and get money that isn't their yeah, money and make money off of the money. Or if they lose the money, they're supposed to pay the money back. But what seems to happen is that everything gets covered for the rich people. Remember the, the housing fallout of 2008 where everyone lost their homes, but the banks suddenly came out like bailout. bandits the bailouts bailout. so we keep bailing out oh well we'll bail out a bank but we don't give a fuck about the people oh because you're the people you have to actually have the money but then once you they're like well you have to have money to make money and then it's all they lifted the veil last week and i was happy but then they tried to shut it down again and be like no 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 this isn't how it works and it's like but <laughs> this is the way you guys play it right so we're playing it just like how you play it it's dirty and grimy, so we're getting dirty and grimy with you. You know, and the thing is, especially right now, being, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're still in a pandemic. Yes. And we're about to have, well, technically we are in an economic recession. And it's only going to get down even more. But the thing is, why not play? You know, most individuals don't know anything. Everyday people don't know how to play the stock game. Of course not. And I think what happened after last week, it kind of opened people's eyes to common folks wanting to play play the stock market now. So it could be their lottery ticket out of some kind of poverty or some kind of, you know, economic uh, down, down, uh, downward status. And so the fact that these billionaires and these hedge fund companies, they say, oh, no, this, this is not for you people. Right. This is not for the peasants is what it was. was a statement to me, you know. Right. And it was fun to see people on MSNBC and CNA, you know, the, the so-called left-wing uh, news, <laughs> which is funny. Um, the, you had these billionaires trying on MSNBC, like, you know, we need we need regulation on this, blah, 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 when in fact, the majority of the time, they enjoyed everything being deregulated. Absolutely. They gave them access to do what they want. Now Wait, yeah. the bit by the money wait the rules that we set in place, suddenly people figured out and are working for them? Wait, 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 we have to change the rules so that the people don't have access to these rules. But it's about the people coming together and realizing that as a group, we can do a lot. We're yes, one person or one corporation has billions and billions of dollars, but there are millions of us that all have our own capital and we can wield it. I mean, supposedly in a capitalist society, consumers have the power, but they've taken the power away from us, making us wage enslavement, but then they took away our wages. So now we're all sitting here going like, where's our power? We can't like we're trying to stay alive. What do we consume? And it's all we're going to I mean, I just want to see some fight club shit happen. And for all of the right. banks just to crumble, crumble down. I can't wait for all of the student loan debt to be erased. And we have the ability to take care of everybody. We're just choosing not to. Did you see Jeff Bezos step down as the CEO of Amazon? And they put it down. I was just going to 
Yeah, I was just going to get into that story. and I yeah. He wants to get more into his space program. <laughs> he wants to get well, more into his that. baby blood program. He's got, he takes child blood and recirculates it through his body so he can stay young forever. Can we all do well, this? He, can we all take the blood of children and put it into well, our bodies? No. That you, you don't hear too much a lot in the media. You have to dig for it. So Amazon is getting sued for uh, millions of dollars because for several years they were taking Amazon drivers' tips, <laughs> and and then um. Come yeah, to don't find say. Out, I'm just so not surprised, <laughs> but it's so awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I I gotta find the correct number, but yeah. So okay, here it is. So Amazon has to pay sixty one point seven million to uh, over a complaint over stolen Amazon tip uh, drivers tips. So what they did, um, so they started the service back in two thousand fifteen, which allowed anyone to sign up for a deliver uh, as a deliverer. To, uh, and then these drivers were paid an hourly, hourly amount. And for those deliveries, they could also receive tips. And so the company had promised drivers that they would uh, receive 100% of their tips for Prime or Amazon Fresh. Um, and then an earlier version of this document had also stated that Amazon will pass you your uh, 100% tips earned back in um, May of 18. Amazon also promoted the tips benefit ads recruiting drivers, where the company offered a rate of 18 to $25 an hour and the ability to make more via tips. And when drivers signed up for the Amazon Flex service, its terms also promised 100% of the tips. So what we're finding out is um, on, from 2015 to 2016, the Amazon drivers were paid 18 per hour plus 100%. Uh, initially, they were supposed to be paid that. But in 2016, the changes were made in the program to adopt a variable base pay, which ran over the course of two and a half years. The Amazon Amazon would reduce its own contribute of drivers to pay drivers pay to algorithmically set an initial base rate using data it collected above the uh, average tips. So the base rate was often below the $18 to $25 rate. Because they so said that it was, so originally they said it was and 18 to 24 plus tips, story, and they took I'm it out. I'm reading this from TechCrunch, uh, and so basically this story came out yesterday about how they have to now pay uh, the fine, and those workers of $61.7 million, wow. which how much is Amazon worth? Billions? Billions. Not Jeff Bezos, but Amazon. Right. Yeah. And they've been making so much money during the pandemic. But And it's so terrible that and they would so siphon. to, like, rip these drivers exactly. off. They're siphoning right. money off of the – so when you promise someone 100% tips and you say it's going to be 18 to 24 and you start them at 18, but then you renegotiate and say, well, it's 18 to 24 including tips. No, 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 no. These people signed up with, like – did they make everybody change their signed contract? Did they let anybody know, or did they just sort of change it and go, well, everybody's cool. You pressed the update button on the app that we had you using, so obviously you acquiesced to our new rules. Not fair. And then now, I mean, 
give, but that's even, how much is that? How many people are employed by Amazon now? Like, they're one of the only employers, you know? So $61 million divided by how many workers? What are, Like, what are people, are they legitimately going to get their tips back and what they might have earned that year? And then now they're going to take taxes out of them. Jerks. Yeah. <laughs> right. The money that I'm sure that Amazon made that money and somehow they didn't have to pay taxes on it. But now that they're going to have to farm it back out to the people they stole the t- tips from, those people have to pay taxes on it. So why does the entire corporation of a whole as a whole have some kind of loophole yet as individuals, 33 percent of our income goes away? Standards, the fact that so I'm on meeting now from NBC News, the first article was from TechCrunch. So, you know, they were promised a rate of $18 to $25 an hour plus tips, which, and then how scandalous they were, they end up paying drivers a lowerly mm-hmm. and just collecting, they guess, the money for themselves and the corporation. Or their bonuses, For their stockholders. Exactly. <laughs> Who don't do any work at all, but everyone seems, seems to think they're so important. Like the stockholders, we have to impress them. But why? They're not the ones that are benefiting from, I mean, I guess unless you use, I guess if you use Amazon services, we're all benefiting, benefiting from Amazon services, but we're paying into it. And I would hope that if you are purchasing things during this pandemic where you can't leave and you need to have things delivered, you would think that they'd be spreading the wealth a little bit instead of consolidating it for themselves. Yeah, it is really, you know, I know several years we were talking about, like, you know, but it was into, um, you know, how Walmart was the devil, mm-hmm. you know. But I could, I don't know if this is like neck and neck evil with both corporations. You know, the fact that Amazon is fairly new in contrast to Walmart and how they've just become the top dog. Like, you know, part of me, I, you know, I promise not to shop at at Walmart anymore due to their shady business practices and how they treat their employees. And it looks like I'm just going to have to possibly do the same thing with Amazon because stuff like this just really pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they own, you know, they own Whole Foods. So they're sitting behind this idea of we're the clean, organic, healthy, wonderful corporation. And nay. Yes. <laughs> you, I mean, I know Whole Foods is, I mean, I love their cheese department. But still, it's super expensive. You're paying, you're definitely paying for your organic goods. But I, I get real sad when these corporations are hiding behind this idea that, oh, we're green or we're whole or we're, and they're really just another large corporation that's taking over everything and monopolizing the way that we get our goods and services. Yeah, it's 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 quite you know mortifying, and just even when you go into a whole paycheck now, you can tell the vibe is even different. I used to work at a whole paycheck back in the early 2000s when it was still uh, independently owned, I believe, mm-hmm. out of the uh, corporation out of, I believe, because Whole Foods started in Dallas, Texas. 
in like I think 1978 or 79 or something like that. Um, so obviously, you know, in the early 2000s, they were still kind of modestly independent, I'll say. Um, but even when you walk into a whole paycheck now, that vibe of like, you know, the way things are set up in there now. And, you know, I, it used to be a fun place to work. But now that vibe of like, people wanting to help you, it just has that very corporate vibe now. Sure. Like nothing to me seems organic to me. It all seems like a lie. Um, well, it's, I mean, the thing. I went in to buy uh, a baguette and some cheese and I, and I shop at like Gus's, so I'm used to a certain price rate. It was like which is $5, local, which is great. but Five dollars for a baguette—that's twice as much as anywhere else. It's the same Acme bread, is the same. It's why is oh, yeah. why is Acme a loaf of Acme bread two ninety nine at Gus's and five ninety nine at Whole Foods? It's the same bread. Like okay, see that doesn't make sense either because even with Gus, because Gus is for those who don't know, uh, Gus is a independently local. Uh, health food market here in the Bay Area. So it's mom and pop still, though they have multiple stores. In contrast to Whole Paycheck, which is a whole big corporation, where they could charge you two ninety nine for well, that acne bread. And isn't that true? Shouldn't they be charging less? Because ostensibly, if it's a smaller market and they have fewer numbers of stores, they'd be buying less, which means they would pay, pay more for that um the wholesale price you would think that at whole foods if they're they have so many of them and they're using so much acme bread that it would be lower it ostensibly it should be lower than gus's because they're doing it in larger volume because they have so many more stores but for some reason it's more expensive i mean riddle me that why how how are you charging people 5.99 a pound for apricots in season, like right now we're out of season, so I get it. But how can we be charging more per pound for fruit than for meat? When you're looking at like the calorie basis, so now only, so if you want to be healthy and eat fruits and vegetables, you have to be a millionaire? Like what the fuck is going on? I learned a long time ago, like way after uh, my working at whole paycheck days, like, I learned never to shop for my vegetables there or ever do a full load of grocery shopping ever, mm-hmm. ever again. Because here's, I'll start with the vegetables because you're absolutely right. You know, I see, like, I've never gotten anything cheap from vegetable-wise there. I've always bypassed it because their, their amount by the pound is really, really ridiculous. In contrast to, I'll, I'll use Gutters as an example, where I can buy like a basket of plums or something that is in season or what have you for maybe five ninety nine. But the fact is, me paying that five ninety nine, I know where it's going to. I know mm-hmm. it's going to the other surrounding stores and these people's paychecks, um, and in order to keep this business alive, because c- it is independently owned. Right. So, you know, in contrast to why the hell would I want to pay 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 six ninety nine for some apricots right. when I know you're getting them from Mexico. Right. For or a dollar place and see stuff. A dollar ninety nine. Right now it's a dollar ninety nine for a bunch of cilantro. It's thirty nine cents anywhere in the mission. 
anywhere. And everywhere else, it's, it's $1.99 at Whole Foods for cilantro? Like, are you kidding me? It, it just, I can't. But then, but that's the thing is that the price, people will pay it. And there are so many people that still have money and that are still getting a paycheck because they're working from home. And they're like, it's getting delivered and what's the problem? And I feel like we're just widening the disparity between the haves and the have-nots. And we just continue well, I, to widen that gap. I think also, too, some people, you know, you have to learn how to be a savvy shopper. You know, that's one thing for sure. That's why I always go to two or three grocery stores if I am going to you know, do a whole full load of groceries for the house. But the fact that, you know, ever since Amazon has purchased whole paycheck, I don't see much of a difference. I see... I see prices a little bit more up in contrast to even if I go to Safeway, I'll even sometimes compare the prices or even Target because Targets can sometimes be expensive with some of their food products. But But who buys food at a Target? Like, why is a Target a food market? Like, how did that happen? (laughs) Oh, yeah. They, they, within the past, I want to say, five to ten years, they've expanded their food market, which, depending on what Target you go to, I go to the Daily City one because it's nicer, um, but it's still cheaper for you to buy some produce out of Target rather than a whole paycheck, mm. you know. And then I think also, too, with, with this recession, you're going to see grocery stores like whole paychecks struggle. You know, because no one can afford to grocery shop there. You know, there there'll probably be a few products that people can buy there. Like the 360 stuff is good. That's you know cheap. You know, because that's their own brand. But you know, their vegetables, uh, some of the things in their bakery, they don't have the hot food thing right now because of the virus. But you know, their meat and seafood, everything is just overly priced when I could go to, if I wanted to go upscale, you know, which whole whole paycheck isn't even uh, upscale anymore anyway, especially when you have Amazon's name attached to it. It's just fast food uh, grocery market now. So if I'm going to spend money, I would rather go to Gus's where I know that, hey, at least I know where this money, you know, this extra coin that I'm paying for this bread is going to. Right, because who knows now with Whole Foods, it's part of Amazon, and Amazon's already cheating people. We know that. So where they're getting all the money. Where is it going to? Is it going back out to their employees? Probably not. Obviously not, since they were stealing their tips, which is so – I mean, I remember working at, like, when I was super young and I was a waitress, and, and I never thought it was fair when we all pooled our tips and then divided them up. I was like, I don't understand that as much as these are my, I did these tables, these are my tips, these are mine. Why do we have to throw them all into a bucket and divide them all up? Because I know that some of that is going somewhere else, not into our pockets. Anytime there's a pooling mechanism, you know someone's taken a little off the top. I've never been into pooling. I mean, well, especially back in the day where, more of your tips for cash, and you could just have it hands-on. Like, at McKellar, we were a pool house, but the good thing about us being a pool house is, you know, and being a bartender there, 
everything was mostly credit cards and then like um but you know the uh, the, the cash tips we were able to see how that was divided at the end of the night mm. so but i have never been a person for um having a poor house like so because you do have people who are lazy and incompetent and know that hey i don't have to do very much to make this money so i'll let uh, you know i'm going to collect the even tip uh tip amount anyway so what's the point right you know but yeah i mean i i'm starting to going back to the amazon thing i, I i'm starting to think they uh, actually not start they are the devil yeah <laughs> sure and it's just see how you know he re- he resigned as CEO yesterday, and then the story drops. I'm just seeing some things coincide. You know, he doesn't want to have any part of that scandal on his on his timeline. But right. I, boo, you were CEO then when this was going on. So it has. Jeff Bezos written all over it. Absolutely, and whose whose pockets continue whose being pockets lined? Continue being lined. So, Jeff, our buddy Jeff, uh, how do you feel about the first couple days of the administration? Are you happy with uh, Mr. Biden and uh, no, and Ms. Harris? Not happy. I'm not happy. I won't be happy until we get the rest. Uh, survivor package or oh. Corona package put sure, together. Sure. Um, I won't be happy until they have some balls and stop trying to play patty cats with these terrorists. Right. That's and um, they need to get rid of that Marjorie uh, Taylor Green. That bitch. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Green? Gives me sister, cousin, brother vibe. What did I? What did they appoint her to? Who is she? You don't know who she is. No, no. Okay, give you a briefing on her. So she is. Representative that just won his seat in Georgia. She's a QAnon conspiracy theorist. Um, she um is a Trump loyalist. She actually, um, next week, we should really talk about her more when we have time, but, you know, um, she's actually, there's video of her talking about um, black people need to get over slavery. Dear God. Um, Recently, she said, there was some stuff from 2013, she said, uh, Jewish lasers started the California fire. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh, that's that's some exciting conspiracy theory. That is reaching. That is wow. We have lasers now. Wow, cool. Damn. But we we'll get more into her next week. But yeah, she um she's another crazy one that actually needs to be expelled. Well, there's still that's the thing is. When you when we allowed our government to be overtaken by an idiot who had no idea how government works, who was only appointing his rich buddies that are part of the, I mean that's the whole thing: separation of church and state. And isn't it also a separation of? They used to call them lobbyists because they were supposed to only be in the lobbies, but now corporations run our government. So that's scary, and I mean I hope that well it's never I mean it's. 
Well, what's even scarier is it's not even just corporations now. Now it's you got people from that are uh, elected members of Congress who are hewing on conspiracy hmm. theories and supreme white supremacists. So, but what we realize, they, but they are the rep- They were elected by their representatives, and so what we need to do is look farther and say that it's actually there are still people who live here. And we've seen that through the months and through the whole Trump. We have a huge, there's white supremacy still exists and there's still the prison industrial complex and there's still Black Lives Matter and there's still police brutality. And it's time to say, hey, we have to, why, why are there people that stormed the Capitol and said that Trump is the deal? Because clearly they're racists (laughs) and we have to address this. We have to address this now because it's going to it's gonna take us down. It's going to take down the country if we don't address the huge zit that's on our face and go, look, get rid of it. You know, get a nice esthetician in there to get rid of, get a little medicine because we, there are Americans that believe gross, terrible things and it's time to have someone say, I'm sorry, the president for the last four years that was telling you that what you're thinking is okay was not right. This is not okay. You don't, you don't get to be like this. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. Like, you know, I'm trying to be slightly optimistic, but I don't want to go back to status quo, and that's what it's sort of looking right. like. But I could be wrong. It is very early in the game. But we shall see. It's February. February 3rd. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. Yay! It's a, is it a leap year? No, last year was a leap year. So this year it's only no, 20. Year. It's only 28 days this year. So happy Black History Month. Well, good. Have I a... have some Black History. I have some oh. Black History Month people next week when I'm a little bit more prepared. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> we can have this moment in black history. Uh, here at the station, we have a new calendar, which is, um, it's actually like the, um, it's the Black Lives Matter calendar, and it goes through like all of the people um, throughout a lot of time in the United States who were uh, uh, murdered um, because of racism. It's a really interesting calendar. And we started putting people's birthdays in it. And then people started being like, I'm sorry, I put my birthday there. And there's like all these people that were murdered on this day. (laughs) And I'm like, it's a calendar, but we're trying to be woke here. You know what I'm saying? Like recognize that we've been, I mean, every single day has lines and lines of people who have been, um, lynched and uh have been executed by the police and have died in jail and all all kinds of terrible atrocities that have occurred or in the medical field <laughs> well there are, are well look at the whole I, I, you like the tuskegee picture i sent you <laughs> that was, yeah i was like they're so yeah. hot i want it <laughs> i'm like hot black, black men but, in the 40s uh, we'll just, we'll just I have to, uh, yes yes well, enjoy. Thanks so much for calling in and uh, for letting me finish watching Liverpool Lost. I'm so bummed. But, you know, world or yeah. it's soccer, the most important thing of unimportant things. <laughs> no, we'll have a, at least I got 30 minutes in. I didn't hear that. What was that? <laughs> Till next week. Till next week, my doll. All right. Have a great, great afternoon. And, yeah. All right. Bye, LaToya. Yay. Bye. Sheriff of Truth. Yay. 
the sheriff of truth here on Mutiny Radio telling me what's going on because I usually don't know. But I did wake up this morning at 3.33 in the morning and uh, I got a ding ding. I Actually, I got my COVID test results. It went ding ding and I like woke up and I was like, oh, I'm so old. I'm waking up to a ding ding. And I checked. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And I couldn't fall back asleep. And so I started kind of looking through the news and I saw that Jeff Bezos stuff. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, and then I went potty and then I went back and snuggled with my cats and then I fell asleep to an episode of um, the Great British Baking Show because I just let their their little English accents lull me to sleep. And then I, anyways, but I did read some stuff this morning. Well, this is uh, sort of the AltaCast on Some Call Me Tim. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. Tonight at Asiento at 7.30, we have dinner and a show at Asiento. Well, you can't go. It's all sold out. All 38 tickets. We had 34, but we had to add, add an extra four. And then they sold. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> so we got a big comedy show tonight. And then also, as always, on Fridays, 6 o'clock, outside Mutiny Radio here on the corner of 21st and Florida. It's outdoor comedy. Socially distanced in the street, six feet apart. Everyone wearing masks. I put the chairs out, and I keep them all distance and the whatnot. Last week was a blast. This week will be as also. Um, let me tell you who's on it. See if I can remember. Luke Moore and Quatemoc and they're all dudes. And there's another tall white guy. I'm a super jerk because I kind of booked a bunch of guys, but then Shelby Wilson's going to be back, and she's a girl, and I'm a girl, so... Trying to keep it balanced. We're going to have Mike Bonds on there too. Who else? Gosh darn it. I should remember these things. Ugh, I got too much in my head. All right. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to play some music and stuff. If you want to call in 415-550-0511. You can always talk to me. And um, yeah, it's a lovely day in the mission. I hope you guys are uh, having a good day. Keep doing what you got to do to do. I'll probably play some Bug House Square because you got to do what you got to do to do. Bug House Square every Tuesday from 4 to 6. I mean, from 6 to 8. 4 to 6 is actually a really fun show, Always Free, with Rachel Pinson. It was uh, great yesterday. We had a really good time. Uh, other shows that still exist at the station, we have Sunday's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. They do their stuff remotely, and we play it here. Same thing with Bughouse Square. Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2. A wonderful show. Learn about what's going on news-wise around you. Saturdays, 10 to noon is Labor and Love. Noon to 2 is Flat Black Plastic, another one of my favorite shows. Other shows that still exist. Oh, Old Soul Radio comes in every once in a while. That's exciting. Professor Gable, he's awesome. What else still exists here? Oh, House of Pride still exists. That's great. And that's 6 to 8 tonight, Wednesdays. And now a new show on Thursdays. Funny people, including Will Brown. That's a great new show here at the station with Will Brown. Last week, it's inaugural run with Dre Myers guest uh, talking. So she's actually on the show tonight at Asiento. She runs a great show at Milk Bar every Friday at 6 and 8. You can get your tickets online. Look them up at Milk Bar. All right. Those are all my, <laughs> those are all my commercials. 
Thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. Give us money. Mutiny Radio at Venmo. Just one word, Mutiny Radio. It's uh, Bert and Ernie. And you're like, why would it not be the logo? It's a long story. Just give me some money.
l'autre côté de la salle, vous dansiez si fort, je sentais votre parfum. Votre sourire me dit que nous devrions parler sur la piste de danse, baby. Fais cet appel pour moi, oui, baby. Sexe et repos, ne résistez pas. Vous savez que vous aimerez ça, baby. Oh, oh. je vous en lasse avec mes chants, baby. Pendant des heures, je veux vous étonner, baby. Fleurs dans votre bain, amour dans vos draps. Faire l'amour, faire l'amour. Shooting the gift, boy, let me get shot. I won't even rip. 
buddy buddy don't you know you make me go nutty i'm so glad that you're not a buddy buddy not too skinny and not too chubby soft like silly buddy miss crabby i hope that you're not mad at me because i told you that it was your buddy that was making me ever so horny jungleistically horny on the dial my buddy talks to me for a while plug two is the future hut chip on the a side or sometimes the flip never gonna flip this Kissing cousins. Yeah, that's kind of clever. Close like bosoms. Bosoms stay close. If you be my buddy, I will boast that we're like Elphamers and Lucille McGillicuddy. You can be mine and I can be your buddy. The best buddies in evening wear. Long loving that's true, no, he's in there. I feel sorry for those who pay a fair. A fee? Word to the D. I don't beg. I just tease my buddy with my right leg. <laughs> and then when it's ready, what's said is buddy is best in bed. Fly buddy, told us all to get into a circle. Said don't worry, cause I won't hurt you. All I really wanna do is freak you. She, she freaked out. And I watched, and then I checked my swatch to see the time. The soul had formed the buddy line, and that buddy was mine, oh mine. Yeah. Now when the tribe, the jungle, and the De La Soul is at the club, our ritual unfolds. Grab our bones, we start swinging our hands.
One more day, darling. Darling, you can let me have another day. And I can do anything that you want me to do. The sweet things you used to do to me now. Forget those lovely days. But this is the price I'm about to pay. Ooh, I want another day, dog. You can let me have that one more day. That ooh, I need me one more day, dog. And I can be. Let me have 
loving you more Ain't no use for me to cry now, child But you done put me down You don't want me no more, baby Ain't no use of hanging round Fever, fever, going to the hell, it is too long as I 
Thank you. 